when he sees an audio thing that the peaks that's that's when it starts to line it up because mm-hmm. we're doing the video and recording audio separately okay so we have to match it up and that when he does that we start yeah well i'll do it oh okay. to kind of like yeah <laughs> do you really have to do that, Ben? <laughs> Alright. Take one. Three, two, one. Four eight podcast. Four eight podcast. Cut this out, right? Hey guys, welcome back to the uh, 4A podcast today. Uh, for this episode, we have another special guest, a fellow uh, work youth group leader. Um, I know he doesn't, he says he won't, doesn't consider himself a youth group leader, but to me he is. So uh, here is Yuri. Yuri, Yeah, so as Jake said, I consider myself more of a substitute teacher. When somebody's out, they, they call on me to try and work with the youth. But um, I really enjoy working with the youth. Uh, I it I find it difficult sometimes because I, I feel like they can't single me out as their teacher or as their substitute because yeah. I look like one of them. Um, <laughs> so working on the beard yeah. in order to actually stand I, out and I can gain I gain the that. gain the respect I that I, that I need as a, as a substitute. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, much needed. Appreciate that. Well, as a tradition that we have started on here on the Four Eight Podcast, we want to add some. We want to ask some introductory questions. Very important stuff that we need to get put away before we get into today's topic. Gotcha. First off, what is your favorite ice cream? Yes, this is definitely a question pertaining to salvation for mm-hmm. sure. Very important. Um, I would say mint chocolate chip. See, I'm loving this. We. There's so many people that I found out that love mint chocolate chip like me. I'm so glad. I appreciate it. That's what I'll, that's what's up. So mint chocolate chip, it's a top tier ice cream. So we got the mint cho- we got the ice cream question out of the way. Now, another very important question. What is your favorite podcast? Um as of today, the four eight podcast. Nice. Definitely. Great to hear that. We did not tell them to say this. Um, they did not. I repeat, <laughs> they did not tell me to say that. So Finally, a final, very important question. What is your favorite Bible verse? That's a good one. Um, I would say my favorite Bible verse is all things work together for the good for those who love God and mm-hmm. are called according to his purpose. Amen. That's Romans 8.28. Hmm. That's a great one. Yeah. yeah. So today, thank you for sharing those very important things about yourself. Uh, I thank all the people the audience at home people watching very much appreciate your uh, selection of ice cream uh so today you know uh first off before we jump in i want to ask what is your testimony how did you come to christ 
Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I, as probably the majority of your audience, uh, come from uh, a Christian family. Uh, I, I was born into a Christian family, but um, I grew up being a pretty mischievous kid, mm-hmm. and uh, I got into a lot of trouble. I, I was a very good at being dishonest, being deceitful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was good at using deceitful means to achieve my desired ends. And uh, as I grew in, into my teenage years, uh, that capability was only enhanced. And uh, li- living in this world, I began to be uh, very much enticed by the things of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got to the point where when I was about 15 years old, I had made the conscious decision in my mind that uh, I no longer wanted to be a, a Christian. Oh, I, I decided that when I was old enough to move out uh, from underneath the supervision of my mom, that uh, I would abandon what I perceived to be the shackles of Christianity. Yeah. Um, the, the, the way I viewed Christianity was a system of rules that only held me back from living the type of life that I wanted to live. Mm. Um, thankfully, uh, God did not abandon me, and he was gracious to me. And uh, during those years, he was actually taking me through a, a long process of showing me and exposing to me my own depravity, uh, my sin, and the gravity of that. And he, uh, was, he helped me confront myself and forced me to be honest with myself as to why I no longer, I did not want to be a Christian. And uh, the reason when I became honest with myself was that uh, I knew my sins were evil mm-hmm. and the light of Christ, if I were to come there, would only expose me for the sinner that I was. Mm. And then um, when I came to that realization, one night sitting in the car on my own, um, I repented of my sins and surrendered my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And from there, actually, began a, a wonderful journey of uh, walking with God. Immediately after I had given my life to Christ, um, I actually began to be confronted, or actually, rather, I confronted myself with uh, philosophical questions pertaining to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this uh, wrestling with philosophical questions that I had actually served to prepare me for university that, uh, that I went to only um, about half a year after I had given my life to Christ. And we mm-hmm. can get into that yeah. um, further on in, in our discussion. Mm. Well, amen. You know, the Lord works in mysterious ways, you know, and especially I definitely understand being raised in a Christian home and then come to a point of like, what is this? What is this Christianity thing? First, I had I had a different experience other than you when it came, you know, to that kind of age period of, you know, life. But also, but I definitely understand if like really sitting down, like like what is this? And you know, having the Lord bring you to a point of like, oh, this is why I, you know, you know, I do what I do. This is the why that we call ourselves Christians is because you know, as you were saying, like He showed you 
uh, your own depravity and the reason why we need him and the reason why we need a savior. And that understanding is, is so freeing as well. It feels like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. So yeah, that's that's awesome, man. So Yuri coming out of that is now in a point of life where you know, established in Christ and he's moved past that point of life he is. You know, we're gonna talk about, um, I was saying like some challenges and when it comes to that like high school you know whatever young young person um the challenges that you face in that uh specific time period and you know especially as a christian because it's very it's a very different it's very different when it comes to that mm-hmm. so why don't you uh have anything to speak to that uh my my experiences as a christian at a secular university yeah yeah so just to provide some further context uh when I had given my life to Christ, I was 17 years old. A few months out, uh, uh, a few months before I had graduated from high school, mm-hmm. um, and uh, as I mentioned, I had immediately began to uh, confront myself with these philosophical issues pertaining to Christianity and atheism and religions in general. Uh, I, I dove deep into that, and by the time I got to university, I found that those period that that period of me wrestling with these questions helped me because i was now beginning to be confronted by other individuals uh who did not share my faith but they were confronting me with the same questions that i had confronted myself with mm-hmm. and uh, i i felt i felt prepared for that and i'm thankful that that was part of my journey and, and, and God helped me through that and um, he pointed me to the resources that are out there and there's a plethora of them uh, where I could study these questions and find answers, intelligent answer mm-hmm. and answers, insightful answers. Yeah. At the, uh, as a young Christian, uh, I found that there, there were reoccurring themes in my interactions with others. Uh, not only at the university campus, but uh, my uh, youth uh, that I was uh, a part of in California, we uh, would go to the city mm-hmm. and we would evangelize to people, sort of like street evangelism. Yeah. And we would engage with um, a lot of folks and try to share Christ with them in the message of the gospel. And um, the same themes were popping up in, in our conversations. Um, and I would just like to talk about these and um, and I, I think that these are the same themes that other young Christians are going to um, have to engage with if they're going to be evangelizing to people not only on the university campus but um, with their acquaintances at the store yeah. wherever they find themselves uh, so one thing wh- one of those themes or one of those ideas that I found myself uh, butting heads with was this idea of relativism, religious relativism. Okay. Um, that, so to explain that, uh, religious relativism is the idea that uh, religion is a matter of opinion. Mm. You can, there is no object, objectivity about religion. So it's a, it's a matter of taste. So the the belief that God exists or the God of the Bible exists is akin to the belief that 
chocolate ice cream or mint chocolate chip yeah. ice cream is the best in the world. Yeah. Right. We both agree on the mint chocolate chip, but that's a matter of preference. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, where so so those people that I was engaging with believed that a belief in God. In the biblical God of the Bi uh, the, the God of the Bible um, was a personal preference. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if, if you were to claim that uh, your belief in Jesus Christ was that, that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world and he rose from the dead and you said that this is fact and it's absolutely true for everybody, it doesn't matter what people think about it, they would call you um, arrogant. Yeah. And th that actually came up in a conversation one time that I had with an individual. He told me that I was arrogant because I claimed to know the objective truth about these things and that people who did not hold to my views uh, on these issues mm -hmm. were wrong. Yeah. So like this, so like with this religious relativism, it's kind of breaking down the concept of absolute truth. Yes. And kind of pushing more like, hey, if you believe in this or believe in that, it's fine. Because, you know, like you were saying, just it's based on preference. Yes. Uh, they, they categorize beliefs. Uh, they, they don't categorize beliefs as expressions of fact, merely as expressions of preference okay. or opinion. Hmm. So as just a Christian uh, being faced with those like, uh, like uh, counter arguments when sharing your faith, I guess, how would you um, counteract that or just like maybe like scripturally or just in general? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, specifically that uh, argument, I, 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 think, I think that argument, uh, the, the person who argues that the Christian is arrogant uh, for, for claiming essentially exclusivity, mm -hmm. um, that person is themselves guilty. I think it's important to recognize that that person themselves is guilty of the same thing that they are accusing the Christian of. Namely, they believe it's absolutely true that religions are relative yeah. and that uh, they believe you are wrong in believing that Christianity is absolutely true. You see, so it's th they're cutting off the branch that they're sitting on, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's important for us to to understand that and point that out to people mm -hmm. uh, first and foremost. And then I, I, I think in general, when we're speaking with people, um, we have to speak with, uh, as it says in the Bible, um, have our speech full of grace and seasoned with salt so that we may know how to answer uh, everybody. Mm. Um, and that means not to be combative, you know, be gracious, understand where people are coming from, try to s sympathize with them. Um, you were also once a, a sinner that was unforgiven and, and lost in the world um, and rebellious against God. So to understand that and then season, season your speech with salt. You know, my, my wife loves to cook and she, yeah. she makes delicious food. Um, and one of the thing, one of the seasoning that she uses is salt. Mm -hmm. uh, she puts salt in a lot of the different dishes that she makes. And it really brings out the, the flavor of the food. It makes it taste better. Uh, so our speech is to be like that, to be, to be flavored, to, um, we, we have to be winsome be considerate uh, do not allow our conversations even if we're pointing out a logical
fallacy in, in the people we're engaging with. Do not allow our conversations to devolve in combative argumentation. Mm. You know, that, and at the end of the day, you know, sharing with love, like you were saying, and the fact that, you know, when we're sharing the gospel or just sharing truth, God's truth in general, that Christ is shown through our speech um, mm-hmm. through that. And that's that's a very important, you know, thing that you bring up because, you know, we do live in a society right now, whether it be politically or just anything in general, you know, it's split down the middle. There's one side and the other side. And if you don't believe this certain side, you know, you're cast out, you know, you're right. shouted at, you know, there's no room. There's no room for, to just have a conversation or just allow for grace and, you know, truth and love to be spoken. Right. Yeah, and just to mention uh, something else that I think is increasingly the case, and this is not just my observation. Um, actually, I, the, there was an interview that Focus on the Family, the mm-hmm. Christian organization, conducted some years ago with a Christian philosopher. And they asked him this very same question that you're asking me about the challenges that young people face with uh, evangelism on campus. And uh, one of the challenges... Uh, interestingly enough he, that he pointed out was this relativism that we just spoke about but he also mentioned that um, another another challenge is that uh, Christians because of the positions that Christians take on these uh, hotly debated issues hotly debated in society mm-hmm. issues such as abortion mm-hmm. uh, homosexuality the transgender ideology because of the positions that Christians take on these issues they're not just deemed wrong in their in, in their position they're deemed immoral yeah and when people view us as Christians as immoral it becomes that much more difficult to engage with them and present mm-hmm. the gospel so we have to be very careful and very sensitive the way we speak with people. Yeah, exactly. And especially when it comes to those just very touchy subjects. And, you know, first first and foremost, showing, the, showing you know, the people that, you know, unbelievers, the, the love that Christ first showed us, that mm-hmm. agape. I know in the recent episode, we recently talked about that, that same type of love, that agape. And, you know, in those scenarios, it's, you know, not letting... You know, the it's like, wait, I'm right, you're wrong, and I'm gonna stand here and I'm gonna die by this, you know. Right. But and that's very easy to do right now, especially because of the polarization that we see in society. Exactly. It's a it's an attitude of us versus them. Mm-hmm. But we have to have an attitude of, well, we want to save this person, have a heart for them, you know, want desire their salvation mm-hmm. and not just to win an argument. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you know, it says in scriptures, uh, while we were yet sinners, Christ Exactly. Was it Christ? Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Yes. And he died for them just as he died for us. Exactly. Well. And it's having that mindset um, consistently and every day. And, you know, even attached to that, that, does, that doesn't just come like, oh, yeah, that I just need to think like that. It also comes from being attentive and being diligent about reading your word and prioritizing God in your life. And, you know, letting him lead you. So when you're in those positions, it's God led. Absolutely. I think... I think one of the greatest things we can do to prepare ourselves to engage with people in in society that don't share uh, the same belief as us is, as you said, to read the word. Um, I think as we read the word and uh, the word saturates our thinking, we will become those more thoughtful, Mm -hmm. uh, deep 
people, our character will be deepened. And that will inevitably come through in our conversations with other people. We, it won't be forced. Mm -hmm. It'll be easy because Christ will be in us operating. Mm, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's just a, you know, something that <laughs> needs to be said over and over again because, you yeah. know, even easier I, said than done it's for e sure. Exactly. It's easier said than done because, you know, you know, you could, you know, read your word every day and then, you know, that person, you know, cut you off or, you know, the, you know, the other, maybe they say something bad to you or just as rude in general. It's very easy just to get back into that. But right. it's, it's been, you know, th that's where the consistency comes from. It's, and I think also just stepping back and understanding, like, I am still human. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, I guess being grateful in the fact that God saved us from, you know, our fleshly desires and, and just uh, our, uh, our, you know, uh, our deceitful heart and something like, like, oh, I am still human, but, but God has sanctified me. Mm -hmm. And that's and also just looking at everybody else that way is like you are still human. You you are trapped in this selfish, you know, just, you know, selfish flesh that we were born with. Right. And that needs to be in, you know, we have the tool, we have the key to set you free from that. And that being the first priority, just when approaching somebody or just even just interacting with people in general, you know, because it can be very easy. You know, if it's like a busy day and you're going to like a store and dealing with a cashier and just or whatever, and they're they've being slow, whatever, it's easy, easy thing. I'm, you know, I've been working retail for a very right. long time. Uh, it's very easy, you know, for you know, customers to be like, what do you mean? And be like, no, they're, that, that, that person is a person first. Right. And that's the same attitude when it comes to even evangelizing Absolutely. or just even to talking to unbelievers. Like, that is a human first. That is a sinner first. Like, you were, we were, this, we were mm -hmm. that person. We still are that person. But the only difference is that we were sanctified by Christ. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then, you know, pointing to... You know, other thing other than kind of like that relativism that, you know, you were talking about, was there any anything other questions or anything that other kind of arguments that you experienced or uh, got when evangelizing or just talking to people at your campus? Um, there there are a lot of different arguments that I've encountered. For mm -hmm. example, one common one was, oh, well, you're a Christian because you were born in a Christian family. Mm -hmm. If you had been born somewhere else, uh, say uh, in, in a country where Buddhism is the predominant religion, then you would be Buddhist, right? Yeah. Uh, th those type of arguments. Um, and th there's a lot of resources out there to, to, uh, that can help us as Christians understand that argument, understand the logical fallacy that is being made there in that type of argument uh, and address it. Just, just to give an example, um, that specific argument is actually one that I had confronted myself with when I first became a Christian. Mm -hmm. And uh, very quickly, uh, after just doing some reading and trying to process that argument, I uh, learned that well, there's a huge logical fallacy in, in that in that argument itself. Uh, it's an attempt to discredit an entire worldview and idea, namely Christianity, by pointing to the the way that somebody came to hold that idea it's not it's not even engaging with the idea itself mm -hmm. saying christianity is false because you were born in a christian family like, that, like that's yeah that's a logical fallacy mm -hmm. right engage with the the merits of christianity itself it doesn't matter whether or not 
uh, I was born in a Christian family, right? If my mom told me two plus two is four, does it make it false? Yeah. No. Um, so I would just point that out. And, and, and then there's, a, of course, a lot more complicated arguments that we will encounter. And again, there's a plethora of resources out there. I would really encourage young people to study apologetics, learn about Christian uh, apologists and philosophers mm-hmm. that have uh, addressed these arguments at length mm-hmm. uh, and have done a very good job. And um, I found in my interactions with people that they were not very, uh, with, with people who didn't share my views, uh, they were not very well acquainted with the responses to their questions. So that they were th- thrown off by the fact that there are answers to their questions. <laughs> their, their questions, their arguments are, are not as good as they actually thought they yeah. were. Um, there was an experience that I had at university where I was engaging with uh, an atheist acquaint- acquaintance of mine, and we were on friendly terms, so we were able to have a discussion for quite an extended period of time. And he just threw out all these arguments at me, expecting me to just, you know, uh, not not be able to answer them and uh, just cede uh, ground to him uh, on, on all these different points that he was making. But one by one, by the grace of God, I was able to respond to them because a lot of these questions, if not all of them, I had already read about, uh, thought about myself yeah. and wrestled with. And in the end of our conversation, uh, although maybe he didn't become a, he didn't become a Christian uh, and perhaps disagreed with me on much of what I said, he appreciated the fact that I did read about these and wrestle with uh, these questions of his uh, and was able to provide mm-hmm. insightful answers. He actually told me, Yuri, you know, wow, uh, it looks like you read about this. Yeah. And I said, yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, every generation faces its own set of challenges. Mm-hmm. And I know we, we go to the same church. Uh, yesterday, the, uh, part of this in, in, in the sermon, the, uh, the pastor spoke about the tribe of Issachar, mm-hmm. the people of Issachar. Yeah. And it says in the Bible that the men of Issachar understood the times. It's important for us, especially as young people who are engaging with the culture, to understand the times uh, and to be able to speak to people in the times that we're at. Right? Like, we're in a different period uh, than our fathers and our grandfathers were at. Yeah. The majority of people, especially in, in this nation, in the United States, if we go back some years, the majority of people were Christian, at least yeah. nominally. Yeah. Now we're we're dealing with a, a different set of uh, issues, right? People, people are not Christian. Not only are they not Christian, they're militant atheists. Mm-hmm. Uh, they not only don't want to be Christians, they don't want you to be Christian. They think you're immoral uh, because of your Christianity. So we have to understand this uh, and speak to that mm-hmm. in, in a in a gentle, sensitive, but thoughtful uh, manner. Exactly. And even to, you know, to the point of going back to what you were saying about the the men of Issachar, the passage we read yesterday. So we were in Genesis chapter 49 when Jacob was giving his prophetic blessings to his sons. And uh, Pastor Dan uh, specifically pointed out um, Issachar and Zebulun. Mm-hmm. And we went to, I forgot the, was it First Chronicles, I believe was the reference. 
I, I can't remember. Yeah, right but it was it was the scenario where like David just became king, and he was meeting he was meeting his army like the army was meeting him to like you know basically say like yeah you're king now, and it goes has a description of each of each tribe you know the men that they bring and so and so so forth and so on, but specifically for Issachar, as Yuri pointed out, it specifically says that they understood the times, mm-hmm. and you know kind of hitting that point again is that you know we need to be aware of the times we can't just be like you know and that you know we can't just be like in our in a sense like christian halls we're like oh everything is fine it's like no we have a you know the harvest is plenty but the laborers are few you know there are people out there and just there's non-believers in this world that just don't have any hope right and yeah and we have the hope of christ and understanding the times that like you know we need to be prioritizing you know the word of god but not only that but also you know, moving it forward and, and and spreading the gospel uh yeah i i really like this quote and i can't remember who said it um uh, that uh the gospel is never presented in isolation mm. it's always presented against the backdrop of a particular cultural milieu what, what that means is that whenever uh, we as Christians are presenting the gospel to somebody, that person always comes to the conversation with preconceived notions about Christianity. That, though, that is in, he is informed by the society at large. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we have to understand those preconceived notions and, and address them. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and they're different across the ages right so yeah um so wrapping up i know you mentioned earlier that there are some names and resources that you look to to help you with it and equipping you to answering those questions uh with the people that you encountered at your university do you know what those uh like uh, the names of those guys were resources or whatever yeah sure so uh some names come to mind uh, there's there's a book uh, called Tactics mm-hmm. by an author named Greg Kokel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a uh, actually I think on the cover of the book, if I remember correctly, it was a chessboard. Yeah. So the book is a very uh, practical book about how to uh, engage with people who disagree with you, and what sort of literally tactics you can use mm-hmm. to. As he said, put a stone in their shoe, basically, to have them think about something at post the conversation. Yeah. Um, and just some of the things that other people say and how, how those things can be addressed in a winsome manner. So that, that's, that's a, I found that to be a pretty good resource. I read that book several years ago now. And it's proved to be useful. And then uh, another uh, Christian philosopher that I personally really enjoy, and I, I'd probably say this individual had the greatest influence on my life, the greatest influence at a distance. So I've never actually personally met him. Yeah. Um, but his name is William Lane Craig. Okay. He's a Christian uh, philosopher, apologist. Um, he he has an app called Reasonable Faith. Okay. There's uh, just a wealth of information on there. Uh, and a lot of it is free. Most of it is free. Uh, 
so he has a, a whole course that he teaches at his local church called Defenders, and they stream it, so you can listen to it like a podcast yeah. on, on during your commute if you want. Um, and the course is about exactly as the title implies, uh, how to un- understand and defend your faith. It's 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 a systematic theology course. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the same time, he integrates uh, philosophical uh, subjects into into his discussions, and I found those to be very helpful for my personal growth as a Christian. Uh, in times of uh, struggle, uh, I I found that those uh, that understanding that knowledge of of theology and, and philosophy, Christian philosophy served as a tremendous crutch for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a lot of articles on there, weekly Q&A. So definitely check out Reasonable Faith app. Uh, a lot of books that are at the scholarly level and then he has at the popular level. Another individual that I like to listen to is uh, J.P. Moreland. Okay. He's another Christian philosopher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's Frank Turek. There, there's quite yeah. a bit of them out there. Yeah, no, uh, uh Frank Turk, I watch. He has the YouTube channel. Yeah, that I watch some of the live streams when he's on with like other pastors or whatever, mm-hmm. and they talk about stuff. Those are really helpful. Um, yeah, and so guys, you know, uh, all the names that he mentioned, the resources and such, um, will be put into the description of this video. And if you guys want to check those out, you are more than free to do so. Um, thank you for watching this episode with Yuri. Yuri, I appreciate you coming on and sharing Thanks your experiences. You know, it's much appreciated, and it's, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's always a sobering, you know, thing and a very grateful thing to have somebody that's older and that's experienced those things already in life to come and share that with, you know, the youth. And, you know, because I've been blessed by that with some of the men here at, here mm-hmm. at the church, and um, I'm just glad that you are able to come on here and do that as well. That's, that's a very good point. Yeah. I've been blessed here at this church as well, yeah. just with older men pouring themselves mm-hmm. into me. Uh, and that's been that's been fantastic exactly and uh you know guys kind of as we wrap up um you know we're going into the school year again i know for me this week i started my classes uh for college i know some of you guys are starting back up in in school and such with the next couple weeks as you go in whether it's going to be in person or whatever you know just make sure that as we talked about today you know prioritize god's word and when it comes to interacting with other people, whether it be non-believers or not, we want to emulate the love that God first showed us, and showing that you know, you know, it's it's not just a pol- it's, we're not just going to polarize everything. And, no, if you're wrong, you're wrong. I hate you. Get out of here. It's more of like, you know, God, I love you despite of what you've done or whatever. Just being gracious and sharing truth and love when you can. And, you know, when those opportunities arise, doing so, you know, with grace and seasons with salt. Right. Um, guys can, uh, you know, of course, just check out our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe. Hit that post notification bell. And if you are not about watching videos, we, you can listen to us on podcasts. All right. You, know, you can listen to us on a regular podcast. Um, you know, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Uh, any final thoughts? you or anything like that um no just thank you for having me uh it's been fun i do uh, something just came to mind actually there's a bible verse i think it's uh first peter chapter 3 verse 15 Mm -hmm. uh, it says um sanctify the lord god 
sanctify the Lord in your heart and uh, always be prepared to give an answer mm. to anybody who asks you for the reason of the hope that is in you. I may have paraphrased that slightly, but yeah. the, 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 the concept is there. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to first sanctify the Lord in our heart um, and then prepare ourselves to give that answer to the people who ask for the reason of the hope mm. that is in us. Exactly. And guys, just prepare yourselves because, you know, you know, you guys are going back to school despite whether you're homeschooled or not, entering in a, you know, a, a space where a lot of those things will be questioned. And, you know, maybe if you're just hanging out with people, and they're like, hey, aren't you a Christian? I've had this experience many of times. Like, hey, didn't you say you're a Christian? Like, what about this? What about that? And it's like, oh, okay. Like, I remember once, I know we're kind of just rambling, but I wanted to I was ramble on. I was sharing with a. I was chilling with a coworker after I got off my shift. Um, the pharmacy closed where I worked at. Okay. Closed an hour before the retail store. Mm-hmm. So I went and I was. I was friendly. Uh, I was friends with the cashier up front. And I was talking to him and you know kind of got into talking and he was like, he was like, uh, I forgot I thought but whatever the line of thought went to I was like yeah I'm a Christian. He was like, so uh, what do you think about homosexuality? And I was like okay. So we're getting into that. So of right that for the jugular. <laughs> exactly. Right so that went to that went to like a for like a hour long conversation right. until like the close of the, when the store closed. But just you know, it's just being prepared and just yeah. being like ready to share. And exactly. Being like you know, bold with it. Be like, yeah, I'm a Christian, and then, because you don't you don't know where that person's come from, the experiences right. that they had, and the qu- just the amount of questions. Right. And at first, I was like, dude, I'm trying to go home. It's nine thirty. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. And then the Lord was like, dude, you know when that question comes, it's like, <laughs> all right, we're gonna be here for another yeah. hour. I know the simple answer, yeah. but that's not gonna suffice because there's a whole lot of. Yeah. context that I have to address exactly. right now and exactly and it just you know I kept adding questions I was just like that as it continued I was like Lord I'm thankful for this opportunity to give me to <laughs> share the gospel I know I'm tired and I just want to go home and sleep but I I'm appreciative of that of this um uh, the conversation I had with him because one you know either way uh, I don't know what that did for him you know the the seat that was planned for that and but just in doing so and stepping on faith and doing that is such not only a blessing for that person and he was a like you were saying when you were talking with uh, the your fr- um, atheist friend at, at school mm-hmm. he said afterwards he said it was very appreciative of the conversation we had and how you know we were able to just talk about it and he wasn't just being yelled at like oh no this is right this is wrong um, but in, in not only being blessed by it, but also you're you're blessed personally as well by those conversations and you're Definitely. like you're f- in this you know, you feel with the spirit like yes thank you lord and you want to continue that and you're like well i could have done this and it, ma- it right. makes you it, you know kind of strive like oh man i got to be better about that and then kind of just you know going back to the word and making sure you're correct and it's a, it's a, it's a cycle and it's a gr- it's a great thing to be in um so guys just have that mindset and you know just be bold yep that's you know that's to simply put it just be bold um i pray that you guys have a good start to your school year and that it goes well and uh, you have a good rest of your week. And peace. Nice. All right. Appreciate it, man. Yep.